this was a revelation to me because it allowed me philosophically to contextualize the human world and to understand that human technologies, languages, migrations, art movements, ideologies are not something different from nature. They're the same uh, download of process that we see in the movement of continents, the evolution of new species of animals, except that these human novel emergent situations are happening much more quickly. So I see the cosmos, if you will, as a kind of novelty producing engine, a kind of machine which produces complexity in all realms, physical, chemical, social, whatever, and then uses that achieved level of complexity as the platform for further complexity. Well, this explains our present circumstance. It explains the rush toward all forms of new technology and social organization in the new millennium. But you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that if the universe is complexifying faster and faster, a, a epoch, a time, will come when this rate of complexification is occurring so rapidly that it will become itself the overwhelming phenomena in the world of three-dimensional space and time. And I call this the omega point or the transcendental object at the end of history. And I believe it is not that far off that with the emergence of a global internet, a human population of several billions, an electronic noosphere, uh, that we are now within the shadow of this transcendental object at the end of time. Our religions sense it. That's what gives them their apocalyptic intuitions. And I think the ordinary man and woman in the street sense a kind of built-in acceleration to time itself. Yeah, from the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane by the Visit Glen Rock, me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Oh, you love to see it, dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? Yeah, uh, we're here today with a uh, special guest. I've been looking forward to this for a long time because I think this guy, I think this guy gets it right. We talk about getting it. Do you get it or not? You know, like there's some some guests we have that we vibe with. We're really cool and everything. But like sometimes I can tell like if I met them in real life, maybe we don't. But I have a already. I listened to his podcast, which I'm going to gush over here in a second. Um, he's it's, it's Brad Kelly. Uh, he's a writer. He's a podcaster. Um, a tarot card reader. I mean, what you? How many hats do you wear? <laughs> At least three, sometimes four or five. Yeah, so yeah. sweet. But that's the that's the three most important. So that's the three most. Uh, so we, uh, Art of Darkness podcast, along with uh, Kevin Kautzman. Uh, it's it's a great show. As for me, I you know, on our Substack feed, we do a uh, we do a gain of fiction. So I I do uh, just you know, I talk about books like from like a reader's perspective and just 
you know, it's it's definitely not of of the literary uh, yeah. uh, people. You guys pick good stuff. You have good taste. I'm assuming you you pick the books. Like everyone you pick, I'm like, oh, that's a good one to talk about. I, I crowdsource, man. Like I know oh, really? I know our listeners are smarter, like in yeah. far or more well read than I am. But I do. I, I used to work at Borders Bookstore, so like I used to. There's a, like instead of just like the weird like floating James Patterson novels that just like right. submerge you and stuff. Like right. I would actually go look at other things when I wasn't organizing the 85 Alex Cross novels. I would go. <laughs> I would go look, and like I'd be like, well, that looks cool. I'd be like, wow, that's great. Like, and then, and you know, I guess I was just keeping it in my brain for 15 years yeah. later, but yeah, like, I'll read I guess, that one day. Yeah. yeah and, and, yeah. and here we are, you know, and here we are. But, um, full disclosure, I, I've, I listen to Art of Darkness and just mine them for content. Uh, <laughs> perfect. I love it. I love it. We are, uh, that, yeah, that's what we were trying to spread like that. That's good. You're like internet archive. Like, you're just, you're just, you're just up there. You're just public domain. Um, but, <laughs> You guys have a Patreon, which I am also on because it's called After Dark, where you guys, you know, you guys really delve into, uh, you know, the, the concept for your podcast. And I'll, I'll let you fill in the blanks here. But like it's you talk, you guys talk about creators, artists and stuff and, you know, what inspires them to do what they do. And a lot of times the stuff that inspires them isn't necessarily the best stuff that you and I would ever want to go through. Right. Um, and then the After Dark is like, all right, what's that stuff? You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, we, we tend to save the juiciest tidbit for 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 the after dark for the patreon yeah folks. yeah oh it's what's wonderful so my my personal favorite episode so far the first time i ever came in was uh to listen to adam i'll usually listen to anything adam layers on uh because he's because he's just i mean he's one of one and yeah. uh and then but i was recently just started reading uh joseph conrad i have this short story collection and I mean, it was pretty much like you for five hours talking about Joseph Conrad, the episode, because like a lot of times one of you is a lot more well versed. Well, than that's the, other. That, that's yeah. the conceit of the show. And it allows us to crank out more content is uh, I, mm -hmm. every episode, main episode, we alternate. So I'll pick somebody and I'll basically tell Kevin and Kevin just comes in knowing whatever he happens to know about them. And then the next one we flip flop. So Joseph Conrad was my episode. Right. Yeah. And um, no, and, and it's it really, you know. It, it it's like a soundtrack to like reading him it's kind of crazy like in a sense like or a score or something or just this like uh this way because i didn't know a lot of that stuff about him i just had heard the name again from working at a bookstore seeing just wow that guy's got a lot of stuff like um or at least a lot of iterations and collections and stuff that i would be organizing and um you know i will say this like you know and we're, we're gonna get into you but like the the, the idea like some of these people do, do you feel like you should struggle more when you like because you're a writer yourself but do you yeah. are you like damn like i gotta like do something like extra weird now like well I, I mean i've been through some stuff so you know i don't know i haven't been through joseph conrad's life you know i didn't <laughs> no, get like no, exiled to siberia yeah. as a child you're, you're right, ivory yeah. ivory trade and yeah yeah, no, yeah but but uh but yeah i mean w the one thing it does kind of call like it does point out to you it's like this has never been easy for anybody no. like it's never been the most talented person in the world it's not easy for them either so like right. there is a weird kind of dark um dark salve for feelings of rejection or whatever you know that um that every writer that you look up to or artist you look up to has has had to struggle through similar things it was interesting one of the most recent ones we did we did a live our first live episode in mm -hmm. st paul minnesota it was on the first part of we didn't make the audience sit through five hours of F. Scott Fitzgerald. We just did an hour on it, uh, tried to keep it fun. But it turned out that he'd been rejected um, early on in his career and like was thinking about killing himself. And then mm. you like dig wow. into it. And you're like, 
dude, you got rejected five times. That's literally nothing. That doesn't even register in a in my world as a writer. Five. That's yeah. not. That's li- <laughs> like getting punched once in boxing. You're like, oh, yeah. Man. Like, of yeah, course. What, what, what game did you think you were playing, man? So, so it's kind of funny how it works. It works a little bit both ways. Sometimes it, it seems not that people have had it easier, but you kind of look at mm-hmm. um, the emotional wreckage that an artist will make of their lives, and you're sort of like, hey, I'm not doing too bad. No. Like, my friends and my family still like me and yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah the crazy one was like uh the lenny riefenstahl episode was was really uh insane because like mm-hmm. you know the the uh <laughs> the i found it kind of funny because i i like to uh kind of like dramatize uh make like almost like uh murder mystery dramatizations in my head of like certain sure. things happening uh and like you know it's a huge episode. There's a lot of stuff, but like when we're like where she got on like Hitler's radar, I guess maybe like Hitler might've appealed to her mm-hmm. um, was, you know, she was getting some negative reviews. Right. And then she, you know, I, you just picture Hitler being like Slugworth in the hallway, like, Hmm, you know, just like kind of lurking and be like, you looked at any of the last names right. of the uh, Lenny. Have you seen any right. of the last right. names of those exactly. writers? Exactly. Seen them? Yeah. Has he noticed anything? Yeah. 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 Come on board. You know, yeah, it's, just, it's, just, it's great. I just it's want just you to come to a meeting. Just hear us out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might be able yeah. to explain why that happened. <laughs> just a pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so d- also my other question, mm-hmm. I, Cormac McCarthy just passed away. You guys have to wait a year and a day, right? That's your, that's yeah, your, rule. our policy is to wait a year and a day. And, and I, I'm glad we kind of instituted that because it, it is, it's te- really tempting to try and jump in, like jump in on the bandwagon and like, you know, there's a lot of engagement and, and sure. If we would have dropped a Cormac McCarthy episode the next day, mm-hmm. we've probably done the biggest numbers, any episode we've ever done. But these episodes take a while to develop, you know, yeah. like I, you need time to kind of sit with the with the stuff, click every link you can find about the person, you know. So um, so not only take take the time to actually develop the episode, but like, yeah, just chill. Just let it. You don't want to jump in this. We're trying to make episodes that are cool to listen to 10 years from now. Absolutely. Right? So so give it give it some time and, and it'll be per, it'll be kind of perennial or evergreen. So yeah, yeah. we got to wait a year. And I'm intimidated because there's no official biography. So normally, like I'm doing the Emily work on the Emily Dickinson episode right now. I have an 800 page biography on her. Right. Jeez. So it's a lot to read, but it's all there. Like. Mm. So, but with Cormac, it's that's just not the case, and he's a very reclusive yeah. person. So. And what happens when Pynchon goes? Like, there's just literally hardly anything on him. Like, you know, I mean, Lord, I hope it's not for a while, but he is an old, an elderly gentleman. You know, he's just, yeah, yeah. It, that's kind of one of the funny tensions of the show is because I respect the hell out of those guys that mm-hmm. try to keep their anonymity, uh, but then also our show is like telling the life stories of these people. I don't know what we do when Pynchon dies. I mean. I don't think we'll be able to do one, honestly. It'll be like when Prince died, where everyone can just kind of almost, you know, had to kind of like fill in a lot of blanks. Like you're like, yeah. oh, I found out this little tidbit, but like Prince, and then you're like, hey, this probably happened too, you know, like something. Right. I don't know. You right. have to, yeah, yeah. I it's going to be, it's going to be tricky. I, I do have a little Cormac McCarthy tidbit. So sure. somebody that I knew in, in college knew somebody who was on the same, uh, they had the same agent or the same publisher. And anyway, this uh, person two steps removed from me managed to get Cormac McCarthy's mailing address by hook or by crook, stole it, whatever, and just wrote him a le- wrote him a fan letter. And months go by, 
this guy gets a postcard stamped uh postmark from some random uh post office in new mexico and it just says fuck you on it nice <laughs> <laughs> and it had to have been from a, the only thing you can assume is it was Car- cormac mccarthy telling and that's better than uh, that's actually better like you talk about like the 10-year factor 10 years from now that's better than anything he, else he would ever write you like you yeah, know what i mean yeah, like advice cares and he was yeah. so he was such a man of any interview you had with whatever like a materialist atheist scientist what a yeah. uh lawrence krauss or anything he just like uh, dodges around half the questions anyways he just didn't seem to ever want to do it oh hell i don't know right. you know just right. just right. Right. Uh, talk about his wolves it's like steve martin with his banjo it's like he doesn't want to talk about anything else like it, well, it was... there, there's a thing with there's a thing with writers and i i can see this too where it's like man they spend so much time trying to make your point in a very careful manner in this text that you wrote and now people want to ask you a bunch of questions about it it's like dude the, i spent you know a year or five years writing this mm-hmm. i don't i feel like i said everything you know you feel like you said everything you want to say um but so I can I can I can understand I can understand why he's so yeah you know, reticent. It's all Plus, there. He doesn't need the exposure <laughs> anyway. Like no, you know no. So. It's and and that's the difference between nowadays is like now you have to like really stick out like a sore thumb and like now everybody is like pretty much everything's documented because like people unless you are a mega star like just a mega star and somebody who who can pop up every once in a while and you know break the internet or whatever like you do you're probably going to have to, I don't know how writers are, but like, you're going to have to like be seen often. I mean, that's why I like the podcasting medium. Cause you just, just got to show up every week pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. it's, it's people want that repetition and you're kind of again, like a soundtrack to people's day a lot of times. Um, but with, uh, with reading, I've noticed, you know, I, I've been getting into a lot of old, you know, older sci-fi, uh, and it was kind of a blind spot for me in the past, but, um recently uh on the getting lit pod we covered uh um harlan ellison who was like Mm. insane i mean amazing i don't think i could have talked to the guy for longer than two minutes like i think he would have like thrown me out of a room like i don't think i don't think him and i would have been like fighting fish i don't think it would have worked a real jerk (laughs) he was a jerk and then like we just have completely different views of the world but like i read his books and i'm like are you kidding me this is like this is unbelievable like his short stories i'm like this i like but like him and I would come to different conclusions about the story. Like it's, it's, or like what it would apply to, what it would be an allegory to or something. And it's, uh, it's unbelievable. But like the way, the reason I say this is like, that was like the, you know, I don't want to assign political stuff, but he's like a straight up, just like Democrat, regular old, like progressive Democrat guy. And like that, but that was that back then, the, 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 the guy that, you know, you might scoff at or something, his politics, but like that guy now is like, who who's that guy now like the 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 super like like it's not you don't get the same product you know no, that's like no. that's that's what sucks like is what it, what do you think it is you know yeah well i mean the one thing is we don't really have any space in our culture now for people who are irascible like mm. trying to think of like the people who are like you know like bristly and disagreeable like there's not a ton of them around in any form um I'm struggling to even think of one. No, I don't. I couldn't <laughs> like name a sci-fi famous... writer. I, I know Brad Kelly. Yeah. That's the sci-fi writer I know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know writers now. Like yeah. writers that are active now. That's I have what I mean. Limited knowledge of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I don't such know. a diffuse. It's such a diffuse, like uh, uh, decentralized kind of world. And the stuff that's gotten sort of promoted to the forefront is not. Uh, some of it is quite good, but it, there's the the i even hate saying the word political but there is mm-hmm. sort of identitarian stuff at work um it's not 
behind every book that's out there that you've heard of, but it's behind plenty of them. Mm-hmm. And then all hey, the Kim Stanley Robinson. It's okay. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And they, and, and then the other thing is like, there used to be a lot more, there's not really as many publishers as it seems like there's a whole raft of, ind- of independent, you know, uh, publishers that are, you know, I don't know, they do a print run and I don't know how many they sell a thousand. And, but all of the old publishers are basically under two or three different companies now. So I think like, and I, I don't know all of the details of this, but like, I think Penguin Rand Penguin is owned by some conglomerate. Like mm-hmm. most of the major publishers are all owned by some like overseas multinational investment firm. <laughs> and their, their business model isn't even what it used to be, which would be like, you take somebody like say Cormac McCarthy you cultivate him over a couple of books mm-hmm. and you build him up into his own little institution. There is no efforts to do that now. That's there's no point in doing that now. You want a known um, commodity, like a shark tank kind of thing. It's like you come with me with your numbers and then I'll publish you. Is that like how it would work more? So I now? mean, I, I would assume I don't even really know anymore. I mean, um, yeah, I don't even know how it goes. I, I sort of gave up on, on the whole industry for a little while. We'll see. Like I might take another step back into it. Um, now that I have a little bit of a platform and that sort of thing, but it is, it's very mysterious how it works. I mean, there's, of course, there's sort of, you know, um, like anything that's who, you know, as much as it is, you know, what you've done or whatever, but there just isn't that interest. I don't think in cultivating writers as artists over, it takes a long time to get good at writing a novel. Mm -hmm. It's not a young man's game, really. It's, for 40s most if you look at any writer you've heard the name of usually the best thing they wrote was in their 40s um so that takes time to cultivate cormac mccarthy had william faulkner's former editor this guy albert erskine who who just held his hand basically through the first couple of books um and they didn't sell particularly well um and eventually he wrote you know it was actually all the pretty horses that was a commercial breakthrough but eventually it took them years and years and years and the publishers just kept they believed in the work and they just kept kept letting him do do his thing yeah and that's like and you know of course like back then they tracked their numbers right it's like you it's not like nobody cared about it but it was like you had there was a broader vision whereas now it's like your kpi like key performance thing it's like if that's not there then we give up right we move on we move to somebody else but it's weird because also now especially with like sci-fi um it or there's really no short story format like you just it's tough like i've i've uh i was listening to some of your work on your on your way you you do a couple uh for your i think slow and long you've re- you recorded uh um like audio for and i was just like wow like why doesn't everybody do this like why why don't like just because back then you'd hear about guys like publishing stuff in what like random magazines getting paid for it yeah. and then people reading it which then i think that allows you to kind of I think you you have your audience more so your audience rather than like hey somebody come publish me it's like no I'm in this magazine this is their audience this is it it just seems like it seemed a lot uh, easier back then and plus people just read hard yeah, copies there's, of the there's, magazine there's there's no paying market there's the paying market for short stories now is infinitesimal there just isn't one and and that's that's not you know that isn't a, probably a factor of publishing conglomerates and politics and things I think that's just the change in the consumer behavior of demand read stuff i mean it's just not there who's gonna there's gonna be so few people who are gonna buy a magazine and if it's got 15 stories in it how much do you pay each one of those writers if it'll you know it 
yeah, there's there's just there just isn't the money just isn't actually there at all in the short no. term. That's yeah. sad. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. sad. And like, you know, I guess uh, another thing I love about the about Art of Darkness is you guys you guys are clearly, you know, like your your co-host, he's a, he's a playwright, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin, like, so it's not guaranteed that I would see this in the episode feed, but you guys do stuff on like Terrence McKenna, you know, yeah. and, and, and Ram Dass and stuff like, yeah. like actual, yeah. like, yeah. I don't, there's a lot of people that don't, wouldn't consider that art. You know, even people that might be sympathetic towards some of the beliefs, they were like, that's not art. That's not like right. novelists. That's not like movies. That's not, you know, but, um, I'd I'd love to hear your genesis uh, of Terrence McKenna, like the genesis where you where you oh. where you discovered him and and Ram Dass, if you can, you know. Sure, both of yeah, them. yeah. I mean, th- those are two people who've been like important figures in my life, and you know, I got to do like the official internet thing where like, oh, I don't agree with every word they ever said, you know, mm. whatever. Um, but yeah, Terrence McKenna was kind of he was a big deal for me. Like, he's one of those guys who you could find a lot of material on on YouTube pretty early. Oh yeah, right. Very much like dread, pull that stuff out of the archives and put it on there. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I must have discovered that stuff, gosh, 15, 20 years ago now and just devoured it. Mm. I mean, he's one of the most he's one of the most engaging speakers, no matter what he's talking about. Yeah. Right. Like I, you know, I, I was in college for a long time. I would have gone to a Terrence McKenna lecture on anything like mm-hmm. <laughs> a tax code would have been interesting anything yeah he's got this very squirrely entertaining <laughs> he's able to make anything interesting um so there is that and then i you know the the psychedelic stuff was sort of influential on me though you know i came to terrence already interested in that stuff not came to him and that got interested if that makes mm. sense like right 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 um and and then also he does he has this quality that to me is important or always interesting where he does he is able to circumambulate so like he he has multiple lines of interest and expertise and so he can wander in between evolution and anthropology and religion and alchemy and psychedelics right he can wander between all of these things and that's where to me like real fascinating stuff comes whenever you're able to take two disparate lines of inquiry or whatever and make them correspond with each other i'm fascinated by that so to me terrence mckinnis terrence mckinnis is like a, a artist almost as like a lecturer like he's able to do something that very very few other people can pull off um and he's just fascinating i mean the the theories that he gets mocked for usually he gets mocked by people who don't never actually went into the details of what he was what he was talking about like the stoned Mm -hmm. ape theory people think it's ridiculous but if you actually listen to what he's saying it's fairly reasonable um and so i'm interested in that too just alternative theories of everything yeah people don't really like you you, like we can we can say like well he's a maximalist in a lot of stuff like you know Mm -hmm. weed maximalist you know psychedelics maximalist but like that's not what his critics say. They don't say he's a maximalist. They they're just like no, the whole thing's fake. Right. Like the right. whole thing is just like he's on drugs and he's like justifying the whole thing. And it's like 
that is part of some of that is that, yeah. but it's not fake. Like I've listened to him on coast to coast, talk about the time wave theory, like 20 times. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's the best thing. Like it's amazing. It blows my mind. Yeah. Like I, I, I can, I sit around it like an old twenties radio program. Like right. I just, I get so excited to hear it because I'm, I'm obsessed with time and just, and just people, the way people interpret it and things. And, and he, like he, you're, it's like you said, I, I can, I, I come from like a, uh, an interest in like broadcasting i've always i've always loved broadcasting so when people are good speakers i mean let's just say i'd fall for a lot of bad stuff like in the past like <laughs> i'm not gonna say right. who but there'd be, right. I'd be like ah let's see what he's talking about because i i he's funny he he he. even if you if something's over your head he'll just be like and eh, that's dumb anyways you don't right. you know and like he'll bring you back in and there, there's like a pension quality where pension will just have like two pages of just math that doesn't isn't real and, right. you're, and then you're like, am I, this doesn't check out. And he's just like, anyways, you know, it's, yeah, it's a similar, there's a similar thing to it, but like, um, but well, like, Rom, the time Rom, wave, sorry, the time uh, wave thing yeah, I just, uh, that gets dismissed as this crazy. Well, the world didn't end in 2012. Did it? It didn't. Are you sure it didn't end? <laughs> I think it did. A certain it, world it, certainly <laughs> did. Right. Dude, yeah. So it, it's so true. So true. <laughs> no, like yeah. think about it. Like everybody talks about the 2010s is like, you know, well, that's when movies like got like directly like political and not even in like a, you know, thematic kind of way and just straight up on the nose, like political. That's when like yeah. everything became the most important whatever of our lives. Uh, yeah. That's when all these things happen. It's like maybe like what did the minds think death was? You know, right. like like that's the, or like what did the minds actually think Armageddon was? That's that's my thing. Like it's like they, they didn't define that right. like, or maybe exactly. they did. No, but exactly. like like that's the way I look at it is you're right. Something died. Something like, died around um, that time and it was big and I don't think we can go back. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was I just oh anytime the time wave comes up, I feel like I need to throw that in there because it's too easily dismissed. People are like people want to equate it to like biblical prophecies of the end time cults kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not it's not that. It's a much more like almost like a Spengler, Spenglerian cycles of history theory. And it there's a lot of sense in it, even if you might have gotten some of the details wrong. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, the, the, uh, and Ram Das as well. I'd love to hear, uh, just, a, just a little bit sure. of like, uh, yeah, about, about how you got into him. Yeah. Ram Das. So we did a, we did a, we do darkroom episodes on the Art of Darkness, which is we have a guest come on and talk about one of the subjects we already covered in depth. It's like a breakout session at a conference, right? We do the big, oh. burly whole life story thing. We have somebody come on for an hour. Sometimes they're, you know, somebody who wrote a biography on them. Other times they're just people who are interesting to talk to. Um, and we did one, we had a Tim Leary episode. That was our psychedelic, psychedelic fall, I guess, last fall. And then uh, we had a guest come on and talk about Ram Dass and Tim Leary because uh, Ram Dass and Tim Leary basically got turned on at the same time. Mm -hmm. Ram, Dass was, Ram Dass was big for me and not the, um, you know, I haven't listened to him in a while, but there were um, certainly issues in my life psychological issues life mm -hmm. events stuff that ramdas helped me get through more than any self-help bullshit could have um just you know he's kind of a goofy hippie and that's easy to see like i think that's what the criticism of people will have it's the easiest thing to criticize it's a it's a white dude who threw on a robe and now he's like a holy man or something but when you listen to him like the the level of sincerity the depth at which he understands your foibles as a human being and and like sees them and is kind of holds on to them and is okay with them i think it's 
I think it's profound. I think most of the st- most of the stuff he said and did was profound. And he was also he was also like the guru who never there never came out to be not in the later years anyway. There never came out to be a scandal. There mm-hmm. never came out to be a thing where Ramdas was full of shit and he was grifting people. Because he was, in my opinion, the real deal. Like he had actually come into contact with some deep old wisdom and he was the right voice for it. Um, you can listen to Ramdas talks forever. Uh-huh. He's another person who it's all it's all out there on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can listen to him for hours and hours and hours and hours. You'll laugh because um, he's also hilarious. I think that humor thing is actually really important yeah. when you're trying to convey big stuff. Um, yeah, just huge, huge factor in my life. Oh, yeah, it's it's true. I know, Sai, you, you were really into him too, right? Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. He's the real deal, Brad. Like, And for anyone that um, is curious about Ram Dass, I recommend that Netflix documentary. It's like that mini doc on his later life. You probably saw that, Brad, yeah. right? And it's yeah. like, the dude had a massive stroke, which, you know, ruins most people's lives. And he used it as an opportunity to open his heart more and love ultimately completely, you know, and it's, and it's not bullshit. It's not some self-help thing, you know, it's right. not some weird thing. It's the real deal. And um, yeah, and it's funny because I, I always knew old Ram Dass and then uh, one of my hippie friends, when I lived back East in a big hippie town, uh, yeah they uh she put on this uh ramdas tape from the 70s and i was like who is that and he's, she's like this is ramdas because i didn't uh, i didn't know he was like some boston guy because i just knew him as right. an old guy you know right right and uh, his origin story is crazy of like giving up lsd because some insane like indian guru like had a psychic literal psychic connection with him and predicted or yeah, revealed predict- something that his dead mother that, said yeah i think it was his mother was was yeah. ill and he'd yep. come to Barbara, uh, he'd come to his guru who the man who'd become his guru and basically his guru told him that yeah like his yeah. mother yeah like with no no way he could have known that uh, yeah. save for some psychic some pr- predictive capacity yeah so i love that and um i'm a bit i'm a duncan duncan trussell fran- fan and yeah, me too. Fan. yeah yeah you know it's like, <laughs> it's like so I, I love hearing his passion about that um yeah. Yeah, and McKenna, I I have to go back to McKenna. Is just so like, uh, <laughs> he's just so. I will just have I will have him on playing on YouTube in the background like a twenty seven hour mega cut, you know, and just <laughs> yeah. like tune in yeah. and out and like yeah. just. Like, Do you think like, any person <laughs> makes that or do those show up on the? I know, internet? yeah, yeah right. Like, like I just feel like it's manifested. Like I, there's no like because I can't see anybody in iMovie like just totally like just nah. that enlightened. If you're right. that enlightened, you're not going on iMovie clipping yeah. stuff together like. His brother was on Rogan a bunch of times. I think one of the time, I think it was on Rogan. He said he's like, yeah, he's like the ghost of the internet now, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which I think was was awesome. But he yeah. is, yeah, and it'll keep going back and resurfacing. And like, yeah. I, I know it will for a fact because I downloaded most of them. Like, they're on a high. Mm. Most of those talks on a hard drive somewhere. Nice. They disappear. You know, I might pop them back up. They need to be on yeah. the internet. I mean, YouTube yeah. is brutal. Like, they would they would throw out all anything cool if they got the chance. They, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Right. yeah, they're like, is that cool? Get it out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah luckily, yeah, you have to. It's funny because it's it's hard to even see how he's controversial now with with like the you know we're medicalizing psychedelics, which. You know, I have opinions yeah. on, but but like yeah, for sure, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's even controversial at this point. What is your opinion on medicalizing psychedelics? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> well, no, they, I, that's that's overstating it. Here's here's my thing. So, having participated in the world of them not being legal, mm-hmm. um, 
I think there is a couple of things. I think one is that, all right, so Carl Jung said, be careful of unearned wisdom. That was what his comment was on psychedelics. And there's some real truth to that. Um, most of the time, if you have a real deep experience, it will make you earn it anyway. That's part of what's going on. But in my opinion, you have to make some, you have to take some kind of, I almost want to say make a sacrifice, but you have to take some kind of risk. You have to put some skin in the game. And one of the ways that you can do that is by committing a crime, <laughs> which is doing, obtaining it, right? Yeah, when you're yeah, not right. supposed to. Uh -huh. um, and so that can be one way that you like make a com serious commitment that you're going to have this experience, right? Um, so we take that part of away of it, part away from it. The other thing is, some of these, some of these are, some of these drugs are institute. They're inside of very old traditions that we don't necessarily understand why all the parts are in there, but they mm -hmm. seem to work. Um, and then, so you're going to take this thing that works in its context, and then you're going to drop it into like a dentist's office and yeah. expect the same results. Like it just doesn't. I, I don't see how the experiences that I've had wouldn't work. Wouldn't have happened in a dentist's office. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think one of the first times you came on my radar on like Twitter was like you had said. I think it was you, and maybe this wasn't you, but you probably agree. Even if it wasn't, where it was just kind of like you know, microdosing is a big thing, but like microdosing for like productivity for somebody else is right, like just right. so so stupid like it's like oh. that's that's not like why are you doing this to like make uh, be an engineer you know like right. why are you doing like you should be doing this one for yourself but it, making something cool you know like like making something fun like that doesn't like of course uh, this is the whole thing with like the whole people that throw the baby out in the bathwater for like timothy leary and all these other mm -hmm. people who are just like well they were cia case closed <laughs> see you later right. it's like right. well okay what they were saying was works because i don't think the cia finds things that don't work right and and, and invest a bunch of time into them right. so that means they work but this is the same concept with this of course a fortune 500 company is going to find out that like psilocybin might have some benefits you know yeah. for like that like of course they're going to find that course, but like yeah. why are you doing it for somebody else like it's right. not it's not good yeah and, and those people never do the full and i'm not trying to you know it's not for everyone everyone has their limit everyone it's has not for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> well uh Let's well we'll figure it, we'll we'll dose you later. No, just kidding. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, we're for content. We're, I can do anything. I'm, I'm done have another ego death. I need yeah. I could use another ego death. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it's building up too much. Yeah. yeah I hear I that. Think, you I know, but that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I think it's always like, yeah, like you you have these incredible bouts of wisdom come in, but then oftentimes your life is still in shambles and you're like, well, what's going on? And then you see other people and their lives are in shambles. And or not even or then you see like a guy like Sam Harris. It's like, yeah, I take five grams of dried mushrooms <laughs> in a closet, but he's still a fucking dork, you know, and you're right. like, okay, it didn't make you cool. And then right. the other thing, right. and like on a more I this is just my theory. I might have thought, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just the Sam Harris, you're see you're you have this like you're never really okay. mad. But like Sam Harris is like the person that does it. That's he does it for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, my, yeah. Like, me, I talk like that about people I love, but like yeah. you, it's like that is like <laughs> it's true, but yeah. <laughs> But then, and this is, I don't know, this is just my like hippie science theory, but like particularly with LSD um, and I've had some, some fun LSD experiences for sure, but there, mm -hmm. there's, it's like, you know, like it's commonly said that it's a non-specific amplifier and uh, which I agree. And there seems to be like Rupert Sheldrake says, Terrence's friend, there's like, there seems to be like a morphogenetic field around LSD where you 
you are kind of getting that weird CIA vibe. You are kind of getting the whole what it's become over the mm -hmm. decades since the 60s, since the 40s and 50s or whenever it was, you know, invented and synthesized to where it's it's kind of a, you know, it's it's hard to have make it your own thing. Whereas like a, a mushroom thing, you know, they grow wild. They even when you grow them in a container, they're still like living beings and stuff. They have their own kind of agenda. Um, so I don't know. The LSD thing is interesting. I think it's you can de it's definitely like Glenn, like you said, Glenn, it's like it works. You can manipulate people on LSD. You can be manipulated. You I can, mean, it worked you know. on me. I just didn't like that it worked. That was right. the problem. Yeah, like psilocybin, sure. like I, I man, I'll tell the story. I don't care. I, I straight up like was with my friend and he might have I think he aided my bad trip a little bit. But like like why I, I, I ate a half eighth. Right. Like and this is like old school, like plastic sandwich bag mushrooms. This isn't like a scientist giving me mushrooms like we bought it <laughs> off this guy and they were called gold caps. Right. And they got the little yeah. like uh things on there apparently those are better i don't know but uh i ate like half an eighth like an idiot it was like oh that's what you're supposed to start with and then i was like but this does nothing and then i mm -hmm. ate the rest of them i didn't yeah. give it the allotted time and i i mean you, people will laugh at the story and it's embarrassing but like it does it took me like years to figure out like what this actually meant i think was i'm a very much an inner monologue like inner monologue myself out of like doing something cool with my life kind of guy mm -hmm. and um i all of a sudden my friend he starts playing like death metal he's just one of those like death metal soothes him kind of guys and i was <laughs> i had to go out of, outside because that's we're not doing that children of bodum's not gonna fucking play while we're <laughs> checking out on on, uh, <laughs> on mushrooms. and then uh yeah that's we're just not, I, I i suggested at aliens but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a good vibe yeah, at yeah, least. Yeah. yeah can i get something like yeah, yeah, yeah just some, yeah please something with like a, a possible groove and uh but anyways I go in the backyard and he comes out and like, I just don't have any clothes on. I'm in the backyard. <laughs> just in his no. backyard. I just don't have any clothes on. And in my head, I'm like, why did I do that? I just was, I it was straight up ego death. I think I just took yeah. every, everything that was on. I'm just like, I, I just want to be like, whatever I have on me right now needs to go. And yeah. like, and I think a lot of stuff went with the clothes, you know, <laughs> like I, I did. Yeah. And like, it kind of brought me out of this weird, like early twenties, like funk that a lot of guys get in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably I mean, good. I mean, sounds like and now with the retrospect you can have on it, would you say it was a good experience then? Like for you? Yes. In if we're talking about things that are better 10 years from now, yes, absolutely. Yeah. At the time, I mean, my friend saw me naked in the backyard, right. you know, like it was just yeah, it was yeah. not great. Like, you know, I'm still friends with the guy to this day, but you know, he's, he's just it's just like and, and he's done way weirder stuff. So I don't you know, it's like it was it was the guy you want to do it around, luckily. Right. Like it was yeah, it was good. it. Yeah, Glenn, I know. Good. I know you know this, but like the the mushrooms have a way of getting people naked in the strangest way, in the most embarrassing ways. It it, it has happened to the best. You, you of don't us. say. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking weird. Dude. Yeah. I got a bad batch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, no, no, it was. Uh, no, that's 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 crazy. I mean, it's just. I I agree too. With the stats, stuff that gets like legalized, stuff gets legalized for many reasons. You know, marijuana is the same way. It's just like it's fine it's like whatever you're gonna do it i it's i don't think it leads i think it might lead to like more people doing stuff but at the same time like you said brad it's like that kind of inaccessibility made it like i think it like aids in the journey a little bit like yeah and, and it, i'm in a, a kind of a conflicted position because i don't want people to go i don't i mean i don't want people to go to jail for it either mm -hmm. you know i'm not saying like punish these people but i do something yeah. is lost in this chain and maybe it's not in the legalizing it maybe it's in the like medicalizing it and like mm -hmm. like can you just imagine 
having to fill out a form to have your insurance compensate you for the mushroom trip you went on. <laughs> Never even thought about like, that. That'd be so fucking great. Like that would screw the whole thing. So yeah, there's something there's something I don't like about the corporatization of it, the medicalization yeah. of it. It 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 I bristle at it. Just that dumb like silhouette mushroom logo watermark in the corner of the paper you're filling out. Like just it's gonna undo any any growth that accrued in that experience. It's terrible. I that is a good point. That that is a good point. Um yeah. So uh, one thing I, I also like about Brad is that um and Cy and I I think differ on this just slightly, not always. I am and like you, I am a like hard no on AI hard no on the entire thing yeah, like just it. none of that I, I see no possible i see a use i see a use where i could gain some things from it because i can't write so if right. like i hell yeah right. but right. it's it's a rod serling twilight zone devil deal that i can just oh, yeah. tell like like i i it wouldn't feel right yeah. i would be one of those guys like would become a uh like say i wrote like ai and i wrote like the coolest ai because i can come up with really cool ideas i just can't write but sure. the like if i came up with if chat GPT helped me write like a crazy novel, I would be sitting like those, like, you know, uh, um, I've just, I've, uh, night gallery or like any of those old, like horror shows. That's always like an old guy sitting in a mansion. That's just like clawing his own eyes out. Cause he's just like, I hate myself. Cause that's, that's exactly what would happen to me if I, if I leaned on AI, but Brad, why are you just like, why are you completely oh. anti-AI? Yeah, I mean, well, so I want to make one one difference because I've been thinking about this a lot and I was mm-hmm. glad you mentioned you want to talk about it. Yeah, so, I, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one thing that I think is relevant, cause, so, and I'll go in a bunch of places here, I think. Mm-hmm. So one thing I think is important to like differentiate. So they've been talking about AI for a long time, artificial general intelligence and all this. And then a few years ago, you started really seeing businesses talk about our AI powered analytics for whatever. Huh. Um. Those things, when you, they talk about it, there's gonna, they've got AI picking stocks, or they've got AI running some kind. They had AI searching for exoplanets. They called it AI. Oh my god! Those things are that's it, in the future. We'll look at those. Those will just be software. Those would be indistinguishable from any other software anybody's using. There's nothing that makes them AI. They're database. Their database algorithm. Their algorithm. It's a yeah, it, it, and, and they're great. They're, those are cool. And somebody's going to use that to cure some kind of cancer, and then it's not going to be allowed to be sold or whatever, right? The problem. The problem I have is with I, what I guess they're now calling generative AI, which is Chat GPT, Stability Diffusion, all of these image production ones, anything where you can prompt and it basically gives spits mm-hmm. out the answer. Wes Anderson. Just, yeah, just right. West, West and- Avengers Wes Anderson. Oh, God. Why right. is it always him? Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. think because his style is so distinct. Yeah, right? him like, and Kubrick. Such- it's, it's those are the two guys that get it every single time. Like, there's no yeah. AI Scorsese. I mean, I get it because, like, you know, it's gritty New York. Anybody right. can do it. But yeah, I, anyways, yeah. please. Yeah. But, but so I think I have, a, I have a bunch of different problems with it. Like, one, and like the sort of social level, like, okay, I don't know how old you guys are but i'm old enough i drove around a lot like i drove cross country before google maps existed Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know if that makes me an old man or what but like you used to have to be able to figure out how to go places Mm -hmm. and i use google maps now i'm not like that much of a curmudgeon that i'm like right no, no technology i mean i have a smartphone i use google maps but i will tell you that using google maps has made my ability to navigate on my own 
piss poor. Have you ever been able to spot somebody completely reliant on it in front of you when they're in the carpool lane? And then they're like, (laughs) then you can hear in their head. You're like, this guy's going to cut across the entire thing because that turn because he thinks Google Maps will kill him if he doesn't. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) But like you're just all of a sudden the, 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 the skittish little blinker comes on. Uh, yeah. from the from the carpooling yeah. and then they just cut across everybody and just like wave and it's right. like and and it's like you 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 this probably isn't the first time you've driven this way before <laughs> i mean like like maybe it is but i just it's always like everybody just it's the problem it makes you less sentient it yes. makes it like it's not the ai getting more powerful that's what the movies like it's we have this thing we always talk about on here is like people say that censorship isn't that big of a deal because you bring up like Fahrenheit 451. They're like, well, nobody walked in with the flamethrowers and burned all the books. So that therefore this didn't happen. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's not, maybe it's, I'm not worried about Terminator rise of the machines. What I am worried about is the decline of us. Like, it just uh, like, cause that's what it does. It's autocorrect. All these things, they just, you like, I don't have to learn how to spell anything ever again. Right. Like if I don't want to. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the thing I was saying with the Google maps is like, so Google Maps kills your ability to navigate. Well, to me, as a writer who I take writing fairly mm-hmm. seriously, I there's no difference between writing and thinking to me. And for any ability that I have to think, I credit that to spending a lot of time writing. And now you're going to have a thing that does that for me. OK, well, I'm not going to use it. But like everybody young, like the next mm-hmm. generation is all going to they're going to have to use it. It's not going to be it's not even going to be opt in. I mean. Like the smartphone, smartphone, you don't have to have one, but you kind of do. Kind of, right? yeah. So that's going to be the same way. You're going to have to use chat GPT. It's going to be baked into search and all this. And I really think it's going to, over time, destroy our ability to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, you know, people, have, when it comes to the writing, you know, there's people who say, well, it'll never be able to write as well as a human. My opinion is, Maybe not right now, but it yeah. will because we'll get dumber. Exactly. Like, right. Like we if we're meet dumb that, enough, yeah, then yeah, yes, exactly. you can write as well as us. Yeah. We're yeah gonna, exactly. We're, we're so, going in opposite directions. Yeah. Look yeah, at our movies. Look at our movies and TV. It's like, like you, you know, we can, I can, I, there are, there are shows like you'll watch or whatever, just like even a YouTube video that's like obviously scripted. And you're just like, you didn't either. I, I don't, I'm not even trying to figure out if you did write that or not. Right. It doesn't matter because I know something could replicate what you just did you know that's the thing yeah it's like you watch a netflix and you're like even if i know a person wrote this it seems like it was written by ai you know Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like it's like we're converging that's that's the real singularity yeah we're just gonna be as dumb as a machine no you meet it yeah i i think (laughs) i like i had i had a a a baseball coach and like he would use this as like a joke but it was i for some reason i never I saw you remember my jv coach yeah yeah he was just like he was just a prick but he was like really really influential on me like again it's another it was kind of like the mushrooms but like later in like yeah he he uh he would say we we would have to do groundskeeping for the field after every practice and and the game so like it was a lot of like raking and stuff so if you were like drop the rake or like rake the wrong pattern or something he would go if you look like you were struggling he would go be 10 percent smarter than the equipment you operate which was like hey jackass like you're raking wrong you know what i'm saying like an idiot But I was just like, damn, that's like not true. Like you you become like 10% dumber. Like like I'm not immune to it. Like I have I to ac- actively stop myself from like doing things. I have to like stay a couple software updates behind on certain things. And like I, I don't want to like I turned off autocorrect like two months ago on my phone. I was just like, I, I'm going to have spelling errors now. I'm just going to yeah. text people with spelling errors. And that's it's, it's going to happen. Like I just yeah. I have to do it because it's just I you I, I it's like it's not like a. 
going like full Luddite mode. I mean, you have to like if you're I wish I, I wish I was that, you know, well versed and living without it. But it's yeah. it's you you do become 10% dumber than the equipment you operate when it's this type of stuff, when it's this like at least at least feigning sentience. I don't know if it ever will right. be become like, you know, there are always those weird videos of like robots like they're like this robot here and then all of a sudden it like talk to the other one like those ones are a little scary but those ones are creepy when they start talking to each other and i mean that's where the whole thing gets scary is when it starts to when you start handing over actual responsibilities to it like now it's generating content and then a human decides what to do with that content um that's a reasonable buffer for a little while but eventually it's just going to get plugged into everything and it's going to be making you're going to assign responsibility to it, or it'll be more trustworthy to have re- responsibility assigned to it than to have a human responsible for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so many little levers that are running society that most people have no idea that they're going. And not to say I have any special insight. They're just nobody. People don't have any idea what's going on to like keep us able to even have this conversation, let alone have the lights on and the toilet flushes when I, when I pull the lever and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you start plugging the plugging this AI into being responsible for making decisions on that. And then and then eventually nobody even knows what to do. Like, like, you know, <laughs> there's an interesting thing about um, when Europe decolonized from like all the countries that they had colonized and they'd built all this infrastructure. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they just left it. And then you come back 20 years later and it's all falling apart. And it's like, oh, these people are stupid. It's like, no, they literally never learned. Mm hmm. This stuff was just there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would they know how to maintain electrical infrastructure? Right. Yeah. Of course they wouldn't. Right. It's a similar. We'll end up in a similar kind of situation where it's sort of like the AI runs everything. Uh, and we don't actually know how to do anything. Uh, yeah. And it's like people get excited about that, and that's like the thing. Like, and so I want to. I want to hear because I know you're. You're not. You. You like. I think you have like a weird, like a day trader mentality where you know exactly the point to get out on AI. I don't, but I, you want to write it. I, yeah, I don't think I disagreed with anything you guys said <laughs> for the record i right. yeah, i love all that i can't get and you know for anyone that knows me personally like you know glenn and everything i'm very i'm very luddite you know mm, and yeah I'm, more more so than i am for sure i'm i'm extremely anti like any corporate ag to the to the that's like my to the extreme like you know i'm just like yo we need like straight to get rid of the tractors and shit you know i'm all that yeah but uh um I just can't, but part of me is like the math nerd. And I'm, you, when you dig into like the very simple example, like the, the simple AI example is you hand draw a number, like a digit, like nine or four. And they figured out one of the early AI, AI successes was writing a code, an algorithm for a machine learning, a neural network to determine what a hand drawn digit is, you know, cause all nines look slightly different depending on right. who draws it, all fours, all threes mm-hmm. and everything. And you dig into the math of how a, how a computer or how a algorithm sees that quote unquote sees it. And it, it is fascinating. You're like, wow, this is a trip. It's like, it's actually like a lot simpler. Like it's obviously very complex and like tons of data and stuff, but the, it's not terribly difficult for like a reasonably smart human to understand how it got to that point. And now it's just like out of control. And um, yeah, I'm definitely very, Okay, so here, but you know, I've, you know, I Glenn knows I follow that Alexandros Marinos guy on on Twitter, and he he's kind of saying that the the AI doomers, not like you, not like what you guys are talking about, but the ones are like it's going to destroy humanity and yeah, regulate. You know, they're all about regulation, right? Which that's right. a big red flag, right? Of like, because and his whole thing is like, all right, you know, we're not going to put the genie back in the bottle if mm-hmm. you if you impose strict 
AI regulations, ironically, that's exactly what a superhuman intelligent AI would want because that's a centralized control system that it could take over, which I think is an interesting, I'm not saying I disagree or disagree with that, but that's interesting, right? Yeah. And um, I don't think, I don't think you can regulate this. I mean, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think regulation would be a disaster in that regard. It's, look at everything else we regulate and right. you know look at fda mushrooms yeah. Right. Yeah. mushrooms yeah i mean plus we're gonna get a bunch of 80 year old do- dudes yeah. that are gonna decide what the rules for this should be like exactly yeah, yeah. but um yeah i think that uh i don't know yeah the, the llm stuff is weird the large language models and you know it's like it's all received wisdom from you know try you know, I'm like into psychic shit. Try asking chat GTP if, if, if remote viewing is real, it's impossible. It is, yeah. you're not going to get it. It's all just, it's a, it's a, it's like a semi-intelligent Wikipedia article is all right. it is, you know? And, right. and it's, and it's yeah. totally bought into like the capital N narrative too. Right. Yeah, like there's sure. no, it's never going to, yeah, yeah, there's no, it's never going to give you a controversial opinion. I mean, it'll be controversial to us maybe, but like, it'll always be like, yeah on board with whatever right but the idea is that you didn't know anything else right it's not for us i mean it might be for us but it's for like people who are like 10 now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean (laughs) five years from now and then like they're asking because they because i think it's i think people are just gonna use it to cheat in school that's gonna be like the way it like really oh this thing's sick you know like and and i think that's gonna be the way but then if you ask like hey is i mean we're like i i've size really into parapsychology but i i i've i 100 believe in it as well but the uh like yeah you'll ask like is is remote viewing real and it'll be like no and and is that the worst thing if a kid hears that no not not the worst thing but there's other things that would right. be the worst thing uh yeah. you know i just well that just gives you an example i mean this this is the thing that i think has been interesting about the internet and i don't think most people can handle it and i don't not, i'm not saying that i can handle it but like what we figured out i feel like in the last 10 years is nobody knows what the truth is about anything yeah. there's there just isn't they're like you know there was all that talk about the whole like we're in the post-truth era <laughs> with, because because trump was lying that was where that <laughs> phrase came from right <laughs> yeah. what they didn't realize is how how accurate that statement was we're post-truth because yeah. literally there's no ground anymore nobody knows what like i can't even i don't even know how to disagree with people because it's it's literally like i, I run into people like in my that I've known for years and I'm clearly in a different social media silo than them. (laughs) And I don't even want to get into like, I'm right. You're wrong. I'm almost like anthropologically fascinated with what's the next thing I say here. Yeah. (laughs) How did you arrive at the set of facts that you have? Yeah. Didn't you know? And then I will say something that I realize sounds crazy, but to me is completely coherent with everything else. Yeah. Like this, uh, like the, the thing that just happened. I I mean, you know, this is probably be old news by the time this comes out, but like, you know, like the sub, Marine thing like yeah. that that's happening right now. <laughs> I, yeah. I have I have opinions that I just will never say to like yes. anybody about 100%. that submarine thing. Like, yeah. and it's just like I'm like in my head because I I'm at a point now where I, I actually view this like post truth era as like not like a good thing, but I'm like let's let's start making some new truth then. You know, sure. like let's yeah. start, or at least yeah. at least at least like is it can it be at least a level? Can we get to a level playing field? Because there's a lot of stuff happening right now that is like calling out the narrative. Like I am a little excited. Um, mm-hmm. Don't need to get into specifics there, but there's, there's a lot of stuff that right now that is kind of challenging the narrative. I think some people 
more and more people are a little sick of of uh, the norms because because we're not really getting the rewards of them right now. So it's there's there's the, there wasn't like the the boomer buy in where it was like, well, I have a house, so shut up, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> right, half these people, right. half yeah. these people are like, I don't. This is bad. Yeah. But the yeah, they're, uh, and they're so, just trying to convince you to be happy. You don't have yeah anything. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally a slogan. Literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, exactly. But like you know, I talk like this guy. You know, at my work, he's like real like you know CNN uh, all that stuff on phone and he's just like talking about this and he's just like he's like i'm like i'm like can you i guarantee you 10 years ago like this guy i could have said like those are subterranean aliens down there i bet you like they they were i don't even know if that's true but i'm just like wouldn't it be like wouldn't it be crazy <laughs> cool. if that was like, or yeah. like like wouldn't it be crazy if like that thing got mangled by like subterranean aliens yeah. down there and they crossed like a boundary that was like known by other people or perhaps even known by them and yeah. like they went down there and like challenged it in like some crazy thing and it got torn up and like I, in my head, I'm like, I, if I say that to him, it would just, he would just walk away from me. And we're on a construction right. site, so where he could like see me still for like 30 yards away. And he'd just <laughs> be like awkward. looking at me like pensively, like, what happened to you, man? Like, yeah. and it's like, but like, I even think 10 years ago, that wouldn't have even, like, it would have been still weird, but it wouldn't yeah. have been like, like uh five alarm fire weird like right, sprinklers right. going off. Like, right. and it's yeah, not he could have been like, ah, I like you. Glendro is saying crazy shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my weird friend, Glenn. That's right, yeah. that, that, and which was totally fine. Like, I, right. I'll, I'll be that, you know what I mean? Because yeah. even 10 years ago, I wasn't that weird. So, like, right. I, I probably would have thought that about him. But, I, like, right. it's just this whole thing. It's like, well, what else does he believe then? Does he believe right. this? Does he believe that? Blah, blah, blah. And then they draw, they project all these things onto you when it's just Are like, you no, a I'm just conspiracy theorist. Yeah exactly yeah, and i and yeah. look i think all of us have to play the iceberg game here yeah. where where it's like there's a lot underneath us where we can like i can maybe like just somebody that's a little receptive to it which is why i do love rogan because like it's like a lot of people listen to rogan where like mm -hmm. if you yeah is that is that the the place you should start and stop and get all your stuff from it's like no but he's gonna like introduce you to some really cool people that you can mm -hmm. then you know go down rabbit holes with but like I, I was bringing up like some ancient civilization stuff like with with like just some like fingerprints of the gods type stuff with uh with like some guy at my work and he was like yeah i heard that on i heard that on rogan so i was like yeah, oh nice. cool nice. i was like that's yeah. like i i'm not insane you know what i mean at that point and then we can like further the conversation yeah at least stuff. now we got common ground and even if you don't you disagree with it it's like yeah 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 exactly no, that, that, honestly i it's easy i think it's easy for people to pile on rogan but like he's important I think yeah. I think he's 100%. culturally huge. Like yeah. he, he might be like the one thing keeping this whole this whole cultural conversation from just drifting off into total insanity. Mm -hmm. As weird as that seems. He's like yeah. Beatles, Beatles level popular. Like like we will look back on it like the Beatles. Like mm -hmm. it's like the what like because you know obviously people like hate him he has way more like enemies than like the beatles did but like it's sure. it, but that's just what happens when you talk for three hours on the biggest platform ever you know and that yeah. that's that's just what happens like or, and but people will look back and just be like damn like if if we're at a place like a better place which i don't think is completely impossible you know even 15 20 years from now we'll be like damn that guy was like a mega star and like yeah. I, I understand people that critique him from his side like that's fine i think that's yeah. healthy and everything but like let's not uh Let's just be happy that that's there. That's all. I'm yeah, say. yeah. yeah. I, th I think a lot of the criticisms are fair. I mean, is he the smartest person ever? No, but that's how it works. Smarter than most people. Uh, you know, is he a little bit of a meathead? Yeah, that's why people like him because he's like a dude. He's just a dude who's interested in stuff. But if he was smart, it wouldn't work. If he was like really, really smart, like MIT yeah. level smart, 
he yeah. would then run into so many brick walls of like, well, I can't have that guy on because that's not, you know, the, right. they, they're like the 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 stripped away of like because there's like a like I don't know what is you know I'm not a big IQ guy but let's say he's like the X this amount of he's the amount of IQ to where like he's down to listen to like anybody and like that's a that's like a federal crime now is just like having somebody on and like listening to them uh and just and they already say like you know like you have to do like the i don't agree with everything they say like you you have to like say well i don't agree with everything he says it's like when was that ever like that's never yeah. uh, no, when did you ever did whoever agrees with anything everything anyone says yeah, yeah. i I, yeah. I told people about subterranean aliens at my work and yeah. and they don't they're not going to be like i don't agree with everything he says yeah i know yeah i'm used to that <laughs> it's, it's okay <laughs> you know maybe i'll it help would you be guess. weirder if you agreed with I everything know. I said. everybody can you imagine if you said that and everybody like set one guy hops out of the excavator and he's like yeah, yeah man fuck yeah go back yeah. tepi right you know and just like and then like another guy and then like then the the, the guy of the the guy in the nice shirt and the vest yeah. comes out and he's yeah. like the manager and he's like yeah man absolutely we used to have sewage systems way before we they were ever recorded like just like all yeah like, i would be yeah. like okay i i gotta start going somewhere yeah. else now i, I can't yeah, the same I'm, pill this getting, is weird I'm getting yeah. flanked here yeah <laughs> but well that's the, the other funny thing about rogan is that well, at least in my, in my confidence is that he's right about most of this shit like i'm not totally. saying right about, like the fact that the people that his craziest beliefs will be exonerated that there were ancient civilizations that you know that reality is way weirder than we can imagine that all this stuff so he's just like a like a he's a just a, a gateway into this mm -hmm. in this whole realm and and that's what's fascinating or whether it's like the vaccine thing or any of this shit you know there's this whole debate that's going on right now it's like just in history, we'll look back on all these headlines that come mm -hmm. out, all these anti-Rogan Hopefully. Pieces. You know, yeah, exactly. What yeah. if what if AI comes in and just wipes out? What if a what if we have an AI file cleaner yeah. and just yeah. and just is like, yeah. actually, that didn't happen. Actually, it did happen. However, we took the video off for misinformation and then we we summarized it for you. That's a Chat very GPT. real possibility. I, that, yeah. that is no, I think that's the ace in the hole for erasing history. That's why like it's just like, you know, like Aaron Rodgers, like put out that thing today or like he was yeah. speaking at the psychedelic conference and he oh, said yeah. some like oh, really? he said something like or i don't know if it was a psychedelic it was like some debt something in denver which is always psychedelic like whenever you what go did, to denver yeah, so you saw it i didn't see any what I, so I, I'll, I'll pull it up right now he um he he had like it was i thought it was really interesting like what he said it's not like people always like they always make you sound you have to sound like really academic whenever you're like kind of straying from the party line or else people just think like oh meathead football player so mm -hmm. his it, like uh he was speak he was speaking at a conference about the legalization of psychedelics and aaron Rodgers said is it is it not ironic that the things that actually expand your mind are illegal and the things that you know dumb you down have been legal for centuries which is like a bumper sticker right i mean whatever yeah. like it's 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 yeah. not wrong but it's like it's it's kind of like a bill hicks like kind of thing which yeah. is Fine. Yeah, we've known this for 40 years. Yeah. But but like, yeah. you know, to be honest, like, you know, people still think people might in those two categories he's talking about put different things. Right. So like it's like that. And uh, but then like somebody was like piling on him. Dolphins fan uh, piling on him <laughs> says uh, says this is a real Rogers quote. Like he gets like really like like, oh, my God, like epic dunk yeah. on Rogers. He says, you know, Rogers said words are so interesting. They have a power in their spells. There's a reason it's called spelling. Oh, yeah. Because the way that the letters are put together have so much power. And I'm like, 
Yeah. Well, people are like making fun of that. And I'm like, you guys are censoring Roald Dahl right now. Yeah. 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 Words, yeah. Words don't have any power. Words aren't magic. Is that what you're trying to say? It's like, yeah, yeah. I, people think you get yeah. struck by lightning when you say the wrong thing. Like yeah. you have to yeah. whisper. Like, like when my mom makes an off color joke, she whispers on the phone as if we're being tapped. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, it, it, like, and like, cause, but it's by her own thing she supports. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's hilarious like, it's like yeah. wait, oh, words don't have any power okay well then let's treat it that way let's yeah. let, let, let's uh fuck yeah and i think he's actually historically i think that's actually historically and linguistically accurate what accurate what he said at least in my understanding i know in the i don't know if you guys highly recommended documentary if you haven't seen it it's called the mindscape of alan moore alan moore is the v for mm. vendetta watchman guy oh wow um and it's just a, it's basically just a documentary full like a two-hour interview with alan moore and he he basically says that same thing that that, you know, that's you spell. It's a book. You have a book of spells. That's all the same root word. And also, I think he I think it's in there. He says um, ABCD is abracadabra. Wow. Right. So uh, it's not shit. Aaron Rodgers is right on Aaron Rodgers is right on the money. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And, and has been for quite a while, to be honest. He's yeah. on a hot streak, in my opinion. Yeah. But like, it's just yeah. like, yeah. And like, and uh, the, the, like people who these are like the people dunking on him are the people that are like meeting AI. Like they're yeah. like, I'm right. going to be like one in one with AI. Like AI, <laughs> AI, AI will never be smarter than me. Yeah, true. Cause you'll just be, you'll just match it at everything. You should be smarter than AI, yeah. but you're not. And, and like, that's the, like, these are the people that are just like submitting to all that stuff. And like, you know, whatever. I, I like. I I'm a huge just fan of him as as a person, and and yeah. that's fine. Like, uh, yeah. but but like, I don't I don't it, know much about him. I know he went on a bunch of like ayahuasca retreats, right? Dark retreat. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote a really good piece on on the uh, what is it? What Darkness is it? retreat. Darkness yeah. retreat. So what? Like, just real fast. Like the we talked about it a long time ago, but like uh, like what is like a darkness retreat? Yeah, well, that's just you know, it's like sensory. It's like a sensory deprivation chamber, but like you know, an actual cave that, you know, or like a tiny room. It's just an extended version of like what Rogan does in the tank, you know, for yeah. like a week or two. And it has a history and, you know, Chinese Taoism and Indian yogic traditions, sometimes to the extreme, they'll go for like, like one of my favorite books, which I highly recommend is uh, the Chronicles of Tao. Hopefully we'll be doing that for gain of nonfiction. Gain of uh, nonfiction. Yeah. 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 And, uh, like and, and it's the whole thing, you know, these guys go, he, this, it's uh, it's an autobiography or a biography of one of the last living monks on Huashan Mountain in China. And, you know, this guy comes from a royal family, but then they just throw him up on this uh, to to because he's a real rebellious kid. They they put him with the monks on top of the mountain and he just ends up staying for the rest of his life until the until the Communist Party comes and axes it all out or whatever. Mm. Uh, but he. um but the whole ba thing is based. Like, yeah, exactly. Based that they did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> I know. So destroying sick. old texts. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah God. Based. The whole thing is like they, you know, when he goes multiple stints in the caves. When he gets punished, he has to go and he goes on this like plank in a cave that he has to sit for several weeks. Um, but like more than that, it's part of your evolution of. And you know, he'll go. It's like all right, you're finally ready to go into the cave for three months, and then they'll go do it, and then. And then, of course, the rationalists will be like, oh, these are all hallucinations in the mind. But he's like, yeah, we encountered there was a guy that was on like a, you know, the gods punished him to a thousand year stint in the cave. And I met him on year 500. You know, he was halfway through his stint. And uh, or like I I met us uh, like a vicious snake uh, that presented itself as like a beautiful lady trying to like, you know, enamor me with lust and everything. And I I had to pass that test and all these things and you're reading it. And of course, I'm like, fuck, yeah, this is exactly real. This is no, 
no exaggeration yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. But it's it's just a very common thing. Um, what is? I'm from, sorry. What is that book called? I just want to write the down. Chronicles of Dao, a Tao. Yeah, T-A-O. Uh, by I think Den Ming Dao. Okay. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's great. It's fascinating. And I mean, not to just talk about this book all the time, but then you know he he comes down from the mountain and then he has to like fight, you know, he's like a martial artist too. So he's like literally killing people, you know, in battle and shit, you know, in, in combat. Awesome. Like this as monk. You, it's amazing, know. dude. It's yeah. I can't wait to do it. With you guys. It's like hippie John wick. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. it is. But Yeah. But Aaron is funny. Cause I, I think it's funny cause for us, he's saying things that are like, Oh yeah, that's kind of cliche. But I think for like right. for the NFL, people are like, whoa, no, dude. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? You know, are you talking right. about? Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. dangerous, too, because like, you know, we like the NFL is a gladiator sport. It is uh, it is very much see, see, hit, go. It's yeah. it's like, I mean, they're, they're, he plays a very cerebral position in the NFL. Like you really have to like be smart, but in, only in like a very concentrated field. Like it's actually mm-hmm. if you get too smart, you realize you want to do something else. Right. Like that's the problem. Yeah. So like it's like this enlightenment thing that you get. I mean, I'm surprised he still wants to play football. To be honest, well, that, that's what Glenn and I were would talk about. Is like if you do, yeah, if you do enough psychedelics, you probably think football is bullshit. And that's coming. We're we played sports and we've done psychedelics. You know, so it's kind of yeah. like one of those weird thing where it's like, yeah, like a, a good quarterback isn't doing too many ayahuasca trips. Probably right. and we say that as Aaron Rodgers fans. You know, no, <laughs> so it's, no I, my quarterback needs to watch like Anchorman all the time. That's like I just want yeah, a guy that yeah, watches yeah, Anchorman all the time. Like, like has like I hope they serve beer in hell on like on on his coffee table, and then yeah. just and, and and just like like I mean smart like just right. fun to talk just to. The nor- but just, but just the normal dude, the most normal yeah. guy of all time. I just want yeah. the most normal guy. Well, like Dirk's Bentley concert every once in a while. Just that's my quarterback. Like. Like I like I love Aaron Rodgers. I would like if he wanted to play on my team, I'd be like, I'm not going to sign you. Do you want to go hang out? Like, right. you know, like, I, like uh, can, can we still be friends? I don't right. want to give you thirty million dollars, actually. But uh, the, yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Why do you even want thirty million? How did you come to me for thirty million dollars? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I, I thought we weren't about this anymore. But no, the uh, but yeah, um, the last thing I want to know, Brad. What? It, okay. And, you know, obviously, uh, I'll let you pick whatever you want. But, like, what is – what do you think is the weirdest thing that you believe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that you feel uh, comfortable sharing, of course. But yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like, what is something that you would like – I mean, because this – I trust me, they've heard it all on here. So, yeah, like, yeah. Not, no, no... I, I, I have a handful of weird beliefs, and so I'm trying <laughs> to think what's – all right. So, um, talking about Aaron Rodgers, um, the ayahuasca traditions talk about – plant spirits mm. i think the plant spirits are real <laughs> like i have i yeah. have entirely i i don't know all the complexities of what's going on there but they're real um so that's definitely one uh oh i also think i also think the tarot works yeah oh, tell me about tarot yeah, yeah please yeah. I, that was the one thing i forgot to ask you about yeah like so i don't know anything yeah. about it i think it looks okay. cool I th- yeah. i'm one of those guys that's like I think some people get really scared when they see hear the O word, the occult. You know, I'm yeah, always yeah. like, look, I, you know, let's just take a look. You know, I'm always one of those guys. Like, yeah. let's, and, let's can, take and, a can look. You, and can you teach us how to get started? Because I, I, I have oh, yeah. I found a random deck. Uh, I've had a few decks, and I think I might have more one or two. But I'm and every time I see a tarot or feel it or hold it, I'm like, there's something weird here. There's something going. I'm into weird shit, but I never got really into it. And I'm like. There's something mystical about this, so yeah, I, I want to hear. About yeah, that. I mean, I can definitely, I can definitely give you some pointer, like pointers to get kind of started. I mean, 
there's a handful of things. There's there's different disciplines within tarot. I almost think of it as martial arts. You know, there's mm-hmm. like people who know BJJ and there's people who are kickboxers and they don't do the same thing exactly, but the end goal is always is the same. Um, so tarot is like that for me. There's a lot of people who read tarot who will try to predict the future in some kind of fortune telling manner. I don't personally do that. I think there probably are people who can. I can't. Um, but really, for me, it's like it's it's all about you're basically being presented with a quote unquote random. I don't know that it's random, but call it random uh, sequence of mythically rich imagery. And the idea is that you're going to use this to pull something out of your subconscious mind and into your conscious mind. I like that. Right. Yeah. So um, and it's it involves storytelling and imagery. But, you know, as a reader, you kind of have to know what the tradition of these the meanings of these individual cards are. Every card is like, especially the major arcana is infinitely deep. Like there's so there's so much going on and there's been so many different decks. Um, I'm not a snob about it. I think pretty much all of the decks have some utility. I have the mm. ones I prefer the Rider Waite Smith, which I think is like the, it's like the King James Bible version right. of the tarot. I see. Um, but they're all valid, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I put random in quotes because I think there is something going on where you are picking the cards in some way, or you're communicating with something that's picking the cards for you. I don't quite understand how it works exactly, but I, it, but I know that it does work. I've given readings to people that, have they've struggled like their conception of reality has struggled to keep up with it as it was Uh happening um just things that feel incredibly relevant to them come out of the cards um so yeah there's uh you know i don't know we could go into the history of it uh, of the tarot or whatever i mean the one thing i would say if you're trying to learn how to do it there's a couple of there's a couple of key things to know. So it's very much like a normal, like a normal poker deck in terms of you have got four suits and you've got court cards, but there's a whole um, set of 22, what are called major arcana. These are where you'll see things like, like this guy, death uh, mm-hmm. and hanged man mm-hmm. um, and, and things like that. Wheel of fortune and the emperor. Um, one thing, if you're trying to learn tarot is to, put those all in sequence and starting with the fool and all the way to the world and think about what is the story of a person going through all these steps. Excuse me. So it's really the story of a conscious of a person coming into consciousness is the, that is what the fool's journey is the major arcana. Once you kind of understand the structure of that and how one can lead into another and how it maps onto your own life and everybody's life in certain ways, then you can look at the minor arcana cards which are four suits. The suits, in my opinion, correspond to four different um, aspects of human mental activity. So there's a suit for emotions in the, in the unconscious. There's a suit for intuitions and in, in, in the subconscious. There's a suit for um, cogni- cognition, and there's a suit for the senses, the actual physical world. The, and the minor arcana cards play with the meanings of all of those. So um, there's a lot to know, but it isn't 
it's both less complex and more complex than it sounds at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it is, uh... There's a great website for 101, learntarot.com. It's, it's, it's the surface level. It's the, reading your ABCs, but it's a really good place to start. You can just look at individual meanings of cards. It's really yeah. cool. I know. I notice a lot of people, um, like, do you have, do you come from like a religious family or background at all? Yeah, I was raised Catholic. Right, same. Yeah. Okay, so so yeah. so like, did you, was there apprehension in some of that? Because I don't have any of that. I'm like not scared of that stuff. But I even I, though I know of it, like I know yeah, that it, I believe I, in it. I'm I'm not. I went through a I went through like a militant Richard Dawkins atheism phase. Have to, and that you cleared do it. out a lot of like my, and I've yeah. I've I've gone. I've, I've got a lot of distance between me and that now, but right. that, I feel like cleared out a lot of those. That was like a chicken pox party back in the day. You got to go get chicken pox in a controlled environment. You got to do your Richard Dawkins thing chicken early. Yeah. Yeah. So that cleared me up to be able to like, look at, you know, some, some weird looking cards and not freak out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, cause I, I like, you know, Sai is, is a remote viewer. I don't know if you're familiar with remote viewing or the, the concept. I've never done it. I mean, I know the, I know what it is in general, but yeah, I, so, so we like, uh, you know, I, he, he, he wrote a piece. It was the first, I think it was, might've been the, your first piece you ever wrote for our subset, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Where it was just basically like all human, all humans are psychic essentially like every human. And it's, it's interesting when you think about like in my head, I'm like all of them. Cause I don't, I don't feel like I have that, but like, I like to gamble. So obviously I think I am, you know what I mean? Like, 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 especially on sports, like outcomes, like it's not just a number, right? This is like, like, I think, I think the, so Vikings are going to win by 10, you know, whatever. Just, I, I, I clearly think that because I don't know that the, I I think the future is all a projection, right? It's just like a, a big time projection between the two, but like, you know, you, you think about it in the, in the, in the past, like you think about the biblical days, like, let's say, let's say the Bible is literally true. Right. Let's just say every story in the in the Bible is literally true. It's not just like, you know, like they're not it's not just themes you needed to harvest from it, but everything happened. It's like yeah. how were prophets happening? That's a John Keel thing. John yeah. Keel, yeah. uh, like I, I think it's the eighth tower in his book. He talks about that. And he comes at it from like a snarky like religion sucks thing. But like right. he 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 says that he's just like, What do you think prophets were? It's parapsychology. Like it's just people that just like were way more in ta- tapped in to like parapsychology to receive messages and stuff. And it's like, sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I like to me like that's just like well, uh, okay. And then yeah. like obviously as we've industrialized, it's way harder to do that. Yeah. You know, like it's way yeah. harder to do that. Like, I, yeah, it, I think I think there was I think there was a time, yeah, pre <clears throat> pre industrialization, uh, when we were living a little closer to the earth, that you could be so in tune with things. That from our perspective, it would look like a you would look like a psychic. Yeah, it's the bill a sense of just a sense of what's happening, what's going to happen, wherever where people are mentally and physically, um, just the higher level of awareness. Because a high enough level of awareness is indistinguishable from being a psychic, right? Yeah, true. I mean, yeah. it's it, it, that's always like it, it's it's clearly it's ever like it's one of those things where people say like psychics aren't real, but everybody thinks they are one. Like I, right. I've known everybody I know thinks that they're like, I saw that coming. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, so like, it's like what randomly it was a random permutation of numbers that happened. Like, no, yeah. you, you saw it coming. Talk about it. like, let's tap into that. Why did you see it coming? What'd you eat today? What'd you, you know, like just all these, all these things. Like, like, and I, I used to kind of, I, w- I would shield myself off from that thinking, not that I didn't believe in it, but I thought like, okay, well, if I know that information, then what? But then you realize like, actually, 
no, it's it's not hard. It's not dangerous. And like I, I know a lot of people who will just be like, no, that's satanic and, and demonic. And it's like, well, yeah, because like there's certain parts of it. Like there's a guy uh, that goes on coast to coast all the time. And I'm forgetting his name, but he, he like all his old episodes. He oh, Ed Dames. He he yeah. did remote. He remote viewed Satan, which is the like a military brain dumbass thing to yeah. do. Like, he, he was, why would you do that? that on purpose? Like he, he did it yeah. on purpose. He like spent some time in like, a, I think it was in Hawaii, like, in a, you know, like, a, like just this, it's a, it, like, it's just like the opposite of what Terrence McKenna was doing in Hawaii. Right. Like, he was just like, like, I'm going to, he's just, but it's military brain. It's like, who's the biggest enemy? I'm going to find him. Right, like, right, and, right. and he did that. And like, it worked in his, in, by his words. And he and his love said, doing shitty targets like that. They love doing crazy, <laughs> you know, they fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like exactly. And, and like, they love, I mean, I guess it's like a sacrificial lamb type. They're like down to be the sacrificial lamb, I guess. But like, he was never the same afterwards where it's like, yeah, that probably was satanic. But it yeah. doesn't mean that the actual I, the, I, the the talent that we all have isn't God given. Like it's right. not it's not an I don't think it's the Garden of Eden apple. Right? right. That we're not that we're supposed to resist. Like it's like resist that natural ability that God gave you. It's I like, don't yeah, see. Yeah. I feel like we're damping down any of our mm-hmm. skills. I think if you can get one back, like good for you. Yeah, I, yeah. I so true. So true. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Anyways, Brad, it's uh, it's late where you are, so we're gonna gonna let you go. But uh, I'd love to do an even longer form, maybe even a Brad Kelly core episode. Oh, while you're alive. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, I got to start doing some interesting shit. So yeah, yeah, you know, maybe some publicity stunts, just some things. No, but we will. We'll. I think we'll have to do this again because it was a lot of fun. Of course, it was. It was a blast. Thank you for having me on. A lot of fun. Um, everybody, go check out Art of Darkness. I'm I'm telling you, it's it's great. It's uh it's um it's good you guys you guys are uh i think though you guys don't try to be intentionally reactionary which i like where like you know yeah, don't, like, yeah, don't tell anyone what we're reactionary no right but <laughs> not like you don't, you don't try to be however the concept of talking about things before you were born is kind of reactionary it is a little oh, bit. Yeah, <laughs> there is a, there, we are kind of talking about the good old days in a certain well sense. and not even that you even if you divorce it from any like this was cool this was bad no it just just the fact that you didn't erase history like is what I mean is like that in its sense is like now we're going to say some things that this guy did and uh, spend your logic for a second. And right. Like, like all this stuff that people do. It's like, no, you're just saying what happened. Right. And like, you know, and that, that idea, it's, it's not reactionary. It's not, it's not a reactionary show, but like, I, just the fact that you guys just say what happened is is quite uh <laughs> is quite... well thank you yeah yeah people check it out i, I gotta do my self-promotional stuff artofdarkpod.com twitter at art of dark pod we've done episodes just this year on david foster walls and joseph conrad and ernest hemingway and wow. marilyn monroe and uh, charles bukowski we just dropped the other day um, in the past we've done them on Jeez, we've done 51 core episodes at this point. So you'll find somebody we've covered interesting. William S. Burroughs, Franz Kafka. Um, Hell yeah. Mostly writers because we're writers, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. and and tons of uh, we do dark room episodes, too, where we have people come on. And a lot of those have been a lot of fun, too. So check yeah. those out. Go to, go to BradKellyesque.com. Oh, that's me. Cool. Yeah, you can find I've got some short stories up there and link to my book, House of Sleep, uh, and some writings on the tarot. I've got little yeah. uh, multiple three or four page um i don't know what to call them pieces on individual tarot cards that you might get something out of if you well, find very cool very cool well uh anyways guys uh thanks again um where i where if you're here because of brad um stick around uh we got a lot listen of listen cool to stuff. rare candy it's a great show they're doing Thank the thing you. 
Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, we're on uh, we're on Substack. We have a we don't do the Patreon thing. We do Substack to where we write, and there's episodes on there as well. So if you want to hear some more, we do eight episodes a month. One at one free, one uh, one uh, paid, one a week. So guys, guys, go ahead and check that out. Cy writes on there. He writes Bob's Red Pill. Uh, it's the best uh, it's the best column going. And uh, all right, guys, everybody have a safe week. See you guys later.